Hello and welcome to this episode of Crop Talk. I am your host, Thad Stauffer, and today I am joined by Lucas Codney, Jason Gama, and Tom Timko, the state insurance product officers here at Compeer. And we, like many of you, are practicing social distancing today, and we were recording this podcast as we all sit in the comfortable confines of our home. Gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is where you're at. Good morning, everyone. Hello. So for our audience today, uh, the topics we're going to cover, we're going to give you a little update of what social distancing means in the crop insurance world, specifically here at Compere. We'll talk a little bit about what that means for you as producers as you're planning to hit the fields here if you haven't already. Uh, What that means looking ahead, what that means for reporting acres, potentially claims. We'll give you an update on where we are with some extensions provided by RMA, and then we'll jump into what we can do together to prepare for and maximize our efficiencies in making sure we meet all of the different reporting deadlines that we have out there. And then finally, we'll wrap up with some information and dates on uh, initial planning dates that are important for each of us uh, in our states. So, gang, let's, let's first talk about social distancing and what that means to us. Let me take the lead here, if I may, and then you please please jump in. So first and foremost, social distancing, as we know right now throughout this country, we're all, most think every state now has the stay-at-home or safer-at-home orders to practice that social distancing and hopefully eliminate or reduce the pandemic that is the coronavirus. And particularly within the crop insurance world or as a business, uh, there's many offices that are now no longer open. But I think the key is, for at least here at Compere and interacting with clients, the work still needs to get done. And the important thing I could share with the group that as insurance agents, we are still open for business and we are still here to serve. So as you listen to today's podcast and you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to talk with your agent during this time because certainly – we're, we're equipped with the technology, continue to do business as you would normally do it, albeit not in person. This is unique for us in connecting and doing this podcast, uh, not together. Typically, we are sitting in the same room together. We can look and we can make our gestures as to point we want to make or, or, or whatever that might be. This is unique for us as we know it's unique for everyone listening and dealing with this. I think right now it's important to also uh, identify for what we have as a, an industry in place. And many agencies, and I can only speak personally to Compere, we have business continuity plans that have been in place ever since we became Compere and prior to the evolution of Compere. And what does that mean to you? We went into our files, we pulled up what that looks like and dusted it off and implemented it here on March 18th that says this is how we can and will do business if we're not in a physical office. So if you're a loan client, we're still doing loans, we're still closing loans. If you're a crop insurance client, we're still connecting with you for any cleanup on production reports. We're being proactive in securing hail insurance and getting ready for the acreage reporting season. That stuff can all be done and will get done because we're blessed to have the technology that allows us to do that. And we have the team in place that has been proactive. If you start to look internally 
is again speaking from a compare perspective, we have a really good um, plan in place where we can connect and do the work that needs to be done. That the important thing for us to keep in mind in this current social distancing environment is don't sit back, don't wait for. Uh, if you have questions, go ahead and reach out. That's that's probably the most important thing to to keep in mind here as we as we move forward. Because who knows when this time um, might continue, or when we might get back to what we would normally say is normal. Uh, let's dive into some of the topics I think that are important. Uh, this social distancing, Lucas, if you would, what what does this mean for for the producers we work with today? What, what are some of your thoughts on that that area? I think what's been really awesome uh, about working with producers and kind of how this whole social distancing started. I'm going to tell a quick story. Uh, so one day we, we all came into computer and found out that we were closing our doors. I literally picked up the monitors off my desk and put them in my basement. So that's, you know, we're all sitting at home doing business now, but all we literally did was physically move some equipment, but we are still doing business as usual as we would any other day. Uh, the only change is I, you know, I or a, a, a computer insurance officer might not be able to see somebody. We're still talking on the phone. We're still sending texts. We're still doing business. Uh, I reached out to some agents, uh, as we all have, to make sure we are still functioning 100%, and we are. We are booking DRP endorsements. Uh, we're getting signatures on production reports, um, gathering production information if still needed. So, it's it's honestly like we haven't skipped a beat, and I don't think besides maybe seeing some smiling faces, producers were, will notice it. You know, I we're concerned about everyone's health and safety, and so we keep the producers' health and safety before they get planting here. Um, but again, we can we are functioning 100%. We can grab signatures if needed. Uh, we can send documents if needed. Uh, some of our documents are available on our computer customer portal. Uh, some documents are available if, depending on which insurance company you have business with, you can see documents there or, or do different things there. I think we'll probably touch on that uh, sometime soon in more detail. But you know, we are just functioning 100%, I feel like. Nothing changed except uh, I'm looking at my, my basement wall in, instead of uh, an office or something like that. So it's been uh, pretty impressive, and uh, I, I'm glad to – I haven't heard of any stories of producers really noticing a difference besides maybe we just can't see them physically. So it's been good. It's been exciting and challenging at the same time, but uh, very happy how we're functioning right now. Yeah, thanks, Lucas, for that. That, that. You made some really important comments there, I think, that are worth highlighting. You know, First and foremost, the stay-at-home order is for the safety of everybody here in this country uh, to reduce the spread of this coronavirus, so that's important. We want to make sure we're doing our part to uh, protect our employees as well as protect the clients we we work with. So that's that's very important. And you also mentioned too about you know seeing smiling faces. One of the things that's been really interesting that we've been able to do with the technology we have today is leveraging FaceTime uh, through the Apple products and then the WebEx format. So I know as we're connecting today for this podcast. We've got our uh, computer screens open so I can see, at least see most of the team here as we're connecting today. So we still have ways to connect and share the smiling face uh, reference there, the Lucas you made there. So appreciate that. And again, I think the key thing is it's it's business as usual and we're, we're able to conduct business as we need to. Um, as we think about this virtual environment, 
likely extended here for another few weeks. Tom, from your perspective, what, what should we be doing to kind of plan to interact and, and move forward in this virtual world? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come from the producer's standpoint as well as our insurance officers. If it's me and I'm with the right AIP that has a grower app, I'm going to do everything I can to get set up electronically. So I'm going to download the app, and a lot of the apps you can report acres, you can report production, you can get access to your information, your acreage reports, your APHs. The second thing, or even you know, right away as well, I'm going to go on to uh, computersmycomputer.com, and I'm going to register so I also have access to my loans as well as my insurance documents. Um, not every AIP has a grower app, uh, but they all have all have online portals that growers can usually sign up and get access to their information as well. But we also have that at mycomputer.com. And, you know, we file everything electronically. So why as I as a producer wouldn't want to have access to that at my fingertips? There's no reason not to. It's a pretty easy process if they go to mycomputer.com, put in their policy information, um, they can get set up and get access to anything that we have access to as well. Yeah, that's a really good point, Tom. Leveraging that technology does allow us to continue to share paperwork that's been completed by the client that they'll have access to. And you made another really great point, too, when you think about the insurance companies, those approved insurance providers or AIPs, as we commonly call them, they're prepared to do business as normal as well. And so they have the ability for us as agents to interact with them through you, the client, in their different portals that they have built and or, as you mentioned, apps. So great resources that I think is important this time of, of this uncertainty where we actually have an opportunity as clients and as agents to leverage the technology that's at our, at our fingertips. Uh, our industry was built so much on paper, and rightfully so. Paper is king. It's easy to pull out and run through things. But in the social distancing environment we're in, having the technology that was built by the insurance companies and, and those of us here at Compeer does make doing business unique that I'm sure in some parts of the world or even some areas, that's not happening. Uh, business probably just stopped and you're just kind of waiting to hopefully open the office back up. So good points for uh, clients and agents to, to know in this environment. Knowing that what we do today is a partnership between our clients, that's you listening, in some cases the team members as we work together, our insurance providers, and that's all part of that public-private partnership that the government has with the insurance companies and the government. And because of that, the Risk Management Agency, RMA, does govern what we do and the deadlines. And so they, too, have been you know, evaluating what that looks like and Jason, if you would, I'm going to ask if you could kind of share what RMA has done here in the recent uh, week to provide some relief for producers. Yeah, thanks, Thad. So uh, as you mentioned, our AIP partners are actively talking with RMA. Uh, Martin Barbray is the RMA administrator there, and uh, they've had ongoing conversations around crop insurance-specific dates. As you know, this business is cyclical. Uh, there are deadlines to each of our uh, business functions throughout the year. Uh, the one deadline that we're up against uh, at this point is production reporting. 
So in a normal year, you've got till the end of April to report uh, the prior year's production. And what we're seeing so far with the, with an extension is RMA is granting an additional 30 days uh, to get that done. So instead of the end of April, it'll be the end of May this year for this COVID-19 uh, time period that we're in. We don't see this as a date that's going to extend uh, in future years. Uh, it's, it's under these extenuating circumstances, this stay-at-home uh, um, regulation that we live under right now. So that is the first uh, official extension that's been granted. Uh, we do believe, this is just our opinion, uh, that there will be some other factors that will be moving uh, as well. But, of course, we can't comment on those today as those are not um, live. So uh, the big takeaway here is production reporting. We had an extra 30 days to do it. Here's the deal, though, guys. We at Compeer focus heavily on these dates and deadlines, and we don't sit around and wait to get this stuff entered into the system. Uh, the faster that we can get your production from last year into the system, the more accurate our quotes become, and the more accurate our true risk management plan becomes. So uh, at this point, I'm not sure the exact percentage, but we're probably north of 90% reported already as of today, uh, the end of March here. So our business plan, we're not going to uh, really implement that extra 30 days unless we absolutely have to. We're going to continue on, get that information uploaded into the system so that we can have uh, the benefit of that production uh, in play as we talk about your risk management plan. So, Jason, thanks for that, that feedback and that information. Again, all that information can be found at the RMA website, which is rma.usda.gov. The actual verbiage of those announcements can be found on that website. It made me think, Jason, as you're walking through those steps there of kind of the, the proactive steps you talked about as we be gathering information ahead of any deadline, it might be good for us to spend some time here with our listeners talk about what we can do being proactive uh, in the coming coming weeks, knowing that um, that right now we're, we have a lot of producers that are probably gearing up, weather permitted, that will be in the fields here in the coming coming weeks. So, Lucas, if you would, what are, what are some things that uh, our producers, our farmers can do today to supplement uh, in, in preparation for planting and reporting their crop insurance? Sure. Um, one thing uh, I know the guys that are on the, the podcast with me know that I've been thinking about, um, maybe worried about. Again, this is just my opinion and me trying to think of all the different things that could happen, you know, unexpectedly now. And one of them has been, well, what if FSA isn't open? And what if, you know, what if we can't report our acres to FSA? Well, I think one of those, one of the solutions is, is you know, we, we still have to report our acres for for crop insurance. We have to get those acres to buying coverage, um, get your schedule insurance, et cetera. Well, now it, it's a time that that might take a little longer if we continue to do this virtually. We can still get it done, but it's just as you're learning a new process and agents are getting used to maybe not seeing a, a producer, how can we how can we get those acres? And I think one of those ways we can start it earlier is actually give us your acres now. Uh, for most of the, uh, the AIPs, um, we can enter those acres now or get started on those acreage reports. So if, if you know what you're going to plant where and you have it written down on a map, on an FSA map or in a notebook or something like that, and you can get it to your insurance agent, we can take those acres now and, and start um, entering those so that 
as long as nothing changes, as long as we don't get a repeat of 2019 where we got acre changes all over the place, you know, we have most of those acres done. And if there's a few changes here or there, no big deal, we can change those. But at least most of the work is done uh, ahead of time. And so we can um, get a real good jump start in getting those done and make sure that we don't skip a beat uh, necessarily. So that that's one thing we can definitely be working on. If you have those intentions, what you're planning to intent where, um, talk to your insurance officer and, and we can find ways, take pictures, um, maybe email. You know, there's lots of different ways we can try to get those acres in our hands and we can start implementing those now or entering those now so we can save uh, time down the road. We've always been able to do that. Um, probably now is just maybe a little more urgency just because we don't know how long things are going to take, but that's definitely something we can work on right now. Uh, another thing would be um, if you're going to uh, maybe want to do your acre support with precision. Again, not something we need to see somebody for. We we just need the data. Uh, definitely talk um, to your insurance officer now, depending on the insurance company that you have um, set up. We can take your planting information out of your planter. If you're do, using Egg Leader or My John Deere or Climate Field View, we can get that data and um, get it uploaded into your egg support that way. It's a lot easier now if we kind of know that that it's something you're thinking about or something you want to do. So contact us, uh, your insurance officer now, uh, so we can get it set up and ready to go for when you are done. So that's another thing you can um, kind of get going with. Uh, claims is another thing we'll um, probably touch on, but you know, if, if you have failed wheat or failed alfalfa, if I'm talking about Wisconsin, parts of Minnesota, um, definitely start calling your insurance officers. Uh, they'll be reaching out probably no matter what, but now's a good time to, to think about doing those things too. Uh, there'll be probably a little bit different claim process, uh, keeping the distance from the adjusters, but again, it'll just be communication over the phone where those fields are so they can go and take a look. And almost all the insurance companies have the ability to, to digitally sign stuff so you don't have to see face-to-face. -face. So I don't know if there's anything I missed there, but that's kind of the stuff you can be working on now. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, Jason, I would like to kind of turn over to you. Lucas mentioned the claims, and with your claims background, it might be insightful for our listeners if you could kind of walk through what Lucas kind of described as how adjusters can continue to do do the work they need to in a potential claim situation, whether that's replant, as Lucas mentioned, you know, tearing up uh, forage or wheat, those, those situations that, that will happen, uh, how we can do this in a social distancing environment. Yeah, thanks. So we, as I mentioned, did connect with our AIP partners uh, just last week, each one of them that we work with, and uh, we brought up the conversation of, of claims and what their plan is from a social distancing standpoint. Uh, every one of them uh, responded uh, in a similar way, and the fact is that getting money and, and owed indemnities into our producers, into our clients' hands is, is number one priority, so they are not stopping any of that claim activity. Uh, they all mentioned that their adjusters are conscious of social distancing. They're making contact with our clients uh, via phone uh, to begin with and really feeling out whether our clients are comfortable or not uh, attending a claim activity. Uh, the adjusters are going to go out and finalize those claims as you talked about uh, failed wheat or failed alfalfa. As those crafts come out of dormancy, that's probably one big key to mention here is uh, they cannot uh, finalize those claims until the crop comes out of dormancy. The reason for that is simple. Uh, they don't know and you don't know, we don't know whether that crop's going to really make it or not until it comes out of dormancy and we can, and the adjusters can start to see 
what growth, what new growth is happening there. So once that happens and those crops are out of dormancy uh, and you feel like there's a stand issue, uh, go ahead and contact your agent. They can turn a claim in and the adjuster can come out and do his inspection. So those things are still happening. The inspections are still happening. Um, they're just they're just conscious of being in this social distance environment. So uh, they're all trying to do as much as they can via phone and via email. As far as signatures go, they all have DocuSign and different electronic signature platforms for the most part. When they don't, uh, they can work through different options of leaving paperwork for you to sign and, and email back kinds of things. So uh, business as usual with just a side note of, of being comfortable with, uh, with, with clients and what, how they want to see that process happening. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate that insightful. It, it probably bears a uh, point to insert in this conversation for our listeners thinking about planting itself and knowing that planting uh, throughout the three states that compare primarily operates in of Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin. There are some what's called initial plant dates that we should probably touch on, at least for the group and generally uh, speaking there. Tom, would you mind taking taking that topic for the group? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, soon we're going to be coming upon southern Minnesota's initial planting date for a lot of the for corn anyhow. That's April 11th. Beans is April 21st. As you go a little bit further north, that date changes a little bit as well. But we're coming uh, real fast up to those first dates to plant. Now, it doesn't mean you can't plant. If you plant before those dates because, you know, the ground is fit, you only lose your replant option. So keep that in mind, too, as we start to get closer to those dates. And maybe uh, maybe we miss some of the expected rains in Minnesota, for example. Maybe we start on the 8th of April. Doesn't mean you can't plant. Again, you just lose your replant option. <clears throat> you know, a good point to make is what if I do have some claims, like I've got to do some replanting because something happens, emergency issues. Uh, that process really isn't going to change, guys. I mean, they're going to contact their insurance officer. We're going to get a claim turned in, and the adjuster is going to contact the client and take care of the situation. There is one extra point I failed to mention earlier, and that's how do I get a loss check for whatever reason it may be. Um, I'm going to ask people when they start signing up or contact your insurance officer and make sure we get you signed up for ACH so we can get those checks directly deposited in your account in case our insurance partners don't have the staffing or they're not mailing, we need to make sure we can also get dollars to you for your losses electronically. And I do want to mention one thing also, I don't want to forget about this, even though we can take care of your acreage report internally, electronically, and get you guys taken care of, you still have to complete that FSA certification process, at least the signature part. And I have, we have reached out to a few FSA offices. I think they're going to have some plans of uh, moving forward uh, shortly in the future. Some have said maybe we'll email the maps to producers. They can fill them out, get them back to them. They'll send the final signature page to them via email. Uh, just know that your local FSA offices are working on that process, too, to make it uh, safe for everyone. Thanks, Tom. Some really important information there, and we can certainly take time to unpack that, but a couple things that jumped to mind I want to highlight for our listeners is that you mentioned the requirement to still report at FSA. And we talked earlier about the uh, proactiveness of 
sharing planning intentions with with the agents in that process too as we complete our process for the acreage report we at that point in time can generate an electronic version of a document that does look just like a 578 so that is certainly something we can supplement our clients with that information as they're looking to report to fsa uh, good information the replanning piece appreciate you touching on that that's good for our listeners to know Lucas, there's an area of, of here that we still need to address, and I think that's that's hail insurance. Uh, a lot of hail insurance today gets purchased when we're doing multi-parallel and meeting that March 15th deadline. But we also know, too, there's some different crops or situations where we're still selling hail uh, up until the June 1st carryover date and or new hail. So if you would, maybe touch on that subject for our listeners. Yeah, uh, thanks. And you brought that up. Um, we can still do hail sales now, uh, still be active in that. So the, the key with hail is if you, as Thad said, if you didn't take hail insurance um, by that March 15th deadline, that's no big deal. You can take hail insurance out all the way up until the time that it, as long as it already hasn't hailed. So you can't take hail insurance after it hailed, but any time before it hailed. So if it's something that you're concerned about or you're looking for some extra coverage, you can read out, reach out to your insurance officer um, there's different options, uh, wind, uh, replant, um, extra harvest, green snap. There are other perils that you can cover with hail, but um, it, it's, a, it's a way to cover yourself. Uh, I know we just had some nasty storms roll through the, the Corn Belt, uh, northern Illinois. I'm on the closer to the border in Wisconsin, and we had some pretty bad storms roll through early, and so it's, um, it's not too late to get hail coverage if you need it. Um, there are other things that come in with your general hail policy, um, stored grain. Or there was a lot of bin fires last year that can pick up um, vandalism. Uh, somebody does some donuts in your soybean field. That's one of those perils that can be covered under your basic hail policy. So it isn't too late to get hail coverage if you are nervous about it. Uh, don't wait till that storm is overhead. Give us some notice and we can get some hail booked. you got to get a hold of, uh, of your insurance officer to get that booked, but definitely something we can do um, today. Thanks, Lucas. Appreciate that update there. Uh, for our listeners, um, I think we're going to wrap up our conversation today. A lot of good information shared here. A lot of things we go back and listen again to what was shared by, by this group. I uh, just want to say at this point in time, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, or subscribe. If you like what we're doing, tell a friend. And look forward to another podcast coming out soon. There's a lot of topics uh, internally here. Lucas mentioned earlier DRP, the Dairy Revenue Protection Program. Really important to touch on that, that subject as well as some of the other important uh, impacts that we're having right now in this coronavirus environment. So look forward to uh, additional podcasts coming in the near future. And again, thank you for listening. Take care.